Hey, hey, friends, I'm Thea Charles, and you are listening to the Push or Pivot podcast. In this series, we discuss the path someone chooses when they are at a crossroads of their life. Do they push through the adversity, or do they stop, reassess, and pivot? Our guest is Michelle Burke. Michelle is a former teacher who left education to start her own business. She shares her story about how she is the expert in her life. All right, I'm super excited today to welcome Michelle to the Pusher Pivot. Welcome, welcome, Michelle. Thank you for having me. Can you give us a little background on you? A little background on me, sure. I am a former middle school science teacher. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually, before I even went into teaching, I did some environmental consulting and government work. So I've always had a science background. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I was working for the county government, I had created this water education program. Okay. Um, I'd reached this point where I was, well, in my job, I acted as this liaison between the county and the public. So I had like this great flexibility. So I created a water education program and I started to realize that, you know, my happiest days were the days that I was delivering this program. And in the program's first year, which wasn't even a full school year, it reached over 600 students. Wow. Um, Yeah. So I started then having teachers say to me, do you have any formal classroom training? Mm -hmm. I'm like, no. Like, you walked into my room, you picked up my problem child the moment you walked in the door, and you knew exactly how to handle them. Mm. And I was like, okay. And I, I kept hearing this multiple times. Yep. And I was reaching that point where... I was starting to get bored with my job. It wasn't fulfilling me. If I wasn't doing the uh, presentations in the classrooms, like I was in grad school at the time, I was doing my grad school work at work. Mm -hmm. Um, So I left. I made that leap Uh uh, into education. And I made the leap into education at probably one of the worst times in New Jersey for Mm -hmm. someone to make that shift into education. Um, What was going on? We were, Governor Christie had come into office Mm -hmm. and there were a lot of budgetary issues going on within the schools. Okay. So... A lot of what I was getting was I was going on these interviews, but then I wasn't getting the jobs because I had my master's degree where on that step, I'm a couple thousand dollars more. Oh, got you. So I went from maternity leave replacement to maternity leave replacement. And let me tell you, it's really hard to find a teaching job in March. Yes. Um, but then I went into a private school for a few years Okay. and it was while I was in the private school, my spiritual awakening started to happen. Okay. And there were just certain things that weren't resonating with me anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And I just needed that. I didn't realize it at the time, but I just needed that overall life change. I wasn't happy. Wow. I was listening to mantras and meditations on my way to school. Mm -hmm. I was crying on my way home. And, you know, just because of how crazy and stressful and frustrated I was from my day. Yeah. Oh, I was crying on my way home. Depending upon how bad my makeup looked, I was stopping and running into the liquor store. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, and I just realized that I can't live my life this way. Mm -hmm. Oh, so I quit moved at, I quit and moved with nothing lined up okay and started my own business okay cuz now when you're going to do it you might as well do it all at once exactly exactly <laughs> uh, gave my mom the complete heart attack she <laughs> really I couldn't understand what i was doing and she yeah. was the one who kept saying it feels like you're running away from something it feels like you're running away from something yeah and that's where it wasn't until later on i realized that she was right i was running away from my current life because my current life wasn't serving me got it got it so uh, what was going on in your current life like what what was it like the teaching what like it, you know, uh, the school that I was in was for social, emotionally, and behaviorally disturbed students. Okay. So it was a lot emotionally mm-hmm. that was you know taking a toll on me. There were discipline out issues where the kids ran the school and the kids knew they ran the school. Yeah. Um, you can only get cursed out by you know, a teenager mm-hmm. so many times within the day or within the week. Yeah. Where, you know, it's like, you got to remember you're the adult here, keep your cool. When at yeah. you know, the same time, you want to stand there and curse them out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so there was just a lot of pieces that just weren't. Know, resonating with me I wasn't I wasn't happy yeah um, I then found you know, a part-time job oh okay. I made my dream of moving to the beach a reality okay um, found a part-time job which had the potential to become full-time as I was you know building my business mm-hmm. and then received another maternity leave position okay for from october to the end of the school year okay and i figured you know what it was in a public school I'm like let's give public school a try again mm-hmm. this is pretty much a full school year let's see how it goes mm-hmm. like this will be the deciding factor as to yeah. was it like the population that I was teaching or is it really me? Yeah. And I realized that it's me. Um, You know, teaching to the test was crushing my soul. Mm. Um, The bureaucratic nonsense, Mm -hmm. the disrespect from parents and students and the demands 
put on you. They just, it wasn't fulfilling to me. It wasn't anything that made me happy. And you know, I sat there and I looked at it and I'm like, yeah, do I love teaching? Do I love educating people? Do I love empowering them? Do I love, you know, connecting with them? Yes. Yeah. You know, do I love seeing someone have that breakthrough aha moment? As to, oh my God, I get it. I get what yeah. you're saying. Like, uh -huh. yes, I love all of that. You know, and making that difference in someone's life, like that brings me pure joy. Mm-hmm. And that was where I realized that I don't have to be in a traditional classroom in order to do that. Wow, that's really cool. Oh, so that was where I'm like, yeah, I, you know, I left formal education that June. Okay. And was like done. I had no, I had no regrets when I left the private school and mm -hmm. I had no regrets after my trial year back yep. in a public school, I had no regrets mm -hmm. because I learned that it doesn't matter where I am. You can turn anything into a quote unquote classroom. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. So where are you creating that classroom now? Um, I'm creating that classroom now in one-on-one -on -one environments. I love working one-on-one -on -one with people, you know, t especially taking women uh, from the facade that they wear. Like we, as women, we are, we put masks on. Yeah. Like yes, we wear different hats, mm -hmm. uh, but we put masks on also, and we don't let that true essence of ourselves shine. Mm -hmm. So teaching women how to let that facade crumble, mm -hmm. how to connect with yourself and that it's okay to be a hot mess. Like we're mm -hmm. all a hot mess. Yes. So social media is just that glimpse. Mm-hmm. You know, and the other big thing for me is oh, how, the how. So, you know, teaching like people yeah. how. And that's also where you know, the other classroom that I'm in the process of creating is my own podcast. Okay. You know, where you know, sharing parts of my story in how I, you know, took my hot mess and discovered the magic within yeah. it, how I grew from it, how I learned from it, what it taught me. Mm -hmm. um, and then also having other women share their stories and how they got from point A to point, you know, H or P or Z, mm -hmm. wherever they are you know, yeah. right now, like how they got there, because I feel that that's such an important piece. Mm -hmm. You know, we see these stories or we read these stories and it's like, okay, yes, she went from being homeless to now having this six figure or, you know, million dollar business or lifestyle. Well, mm -hmm. how the heck did she do that? Right. Yeah. You know, and There's that's a power in a story. 
Exactly. So yeah. sharing the how, you know, teaching the how, because the how is also different for everyone, depending upon your energy, your situation, your environment. Yep. Oh, the how is you know, individualized and that's where I like working and why I like working one-on-one -on -one with people is to give you that individualized custom strategy, so to speak, for yourself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's really powerful. And there's a lot of power in telling a story, especially when, for the person that's listening, like when you start your podcast and it's, really great to see yourself in someone else and know that something is possible. Exactly. And also to know that you're not alone. Yes. Because like as women, we feel that we're the only one who's going through this at the moment. Mm -hmm. Even though we know it's not true. Right. We like our inner mean girl tells us we're the only one going through this too. Don't reach out to your best friend. Don't reach out to, you know, so and so. Like they don't want to hear it. Mm -hmm. oh, or sometimes we feel embarrassed or ashamed to share what we're going through. So we keep it inside and it just eats up inside of us. Yeah. I'm curious. So, what kind of support did you need or did you reach out to when you were going through these transitions with work? So Kundalini Yoga was like my lifesaver. A friend of mine had messaged me saying that she just bawled her eyes out on her yoga mat. Oh my God, you have to do this. Mm. And I'm like, you bawled your eyes out on your yoga mat during a shavasana of the gong meditation and you want me to do this <laughs> she's like yes you have to do this mm -hmm. i'm like okay she's like we'll, we'll go to a class together we'll go to a class together yeah i'm like all right so I started thinking about it and was like, you know what? She did the, her first class by herself. I'm like, we had scheduled when we were going to go. And I was like, you know what? Let me do a class. We were going to go like on Saturday or Sunday. I'm like, let me do a class during the week. Yeah. So that's what I did. I did a class during the week. And I get through the class and I get to the end. Oh, and I'm like, Kristen, what the heck are you talking about? I'm like, I haven't cried yet. Mm -hmm. I'm like, yeah, do I feel some things like building up and working through some things? Yes. But crying? No. Mm -hmm. I lay down for Shavasana and that first clang or uh -huh. gong of the gong. Uh -huh. And it was like Niagara Falls. Wow exactly and I was like oh that's what she was talking about bawling her eyes out because like, it just Niagara Falls it just streamed down my face and it was just there was just something about it I walked out of there just feeling so so different just feeling everything that needed to be released released Wow. And it became, I and mean, it still is, you know, a large part of my practice mm. you know, of 
you know, then I was going like once, sometimes twice a week. Mm-hmm. When I moved, I made sure I asked my instructor. I was like, hey, this is where I'm moving. Who can you recommend? Yeah. Oh, and he recommended an instructor to me who I fell in love with. Mm-hmm. And then she moved. Mm-hmm. And she moved out of the state. So I was like, yeah. okay. Yeah. So I pulled back from Kundalini a little bit. Mm-hmm. Certain aspects of it I still out integrated. But at that point, I had also added so many other tools to my toolbox. Yeah. You know, energy work. and Reiki, emotional clearings, ancestral clearings, Um, meditation. There's a big part in Kundalini Yoga of meditation. Um, So doing guided meditations. And then I resisted tapping for a while, but Mm then discovered Brad Yates on YouTube. and. He became my go-to guy for, you know, tapping. So just listening to my body, Mm. you know, connecting with my body and listening and connecting with my soul and being like, okay, what does my soul need today? Yeah. What does my body need today? Mm-hmm. What does my soul and my body need to be in harmony, to be in balance today? Oh, because we're so quick in the morning to get up and grab the phone, check you know Facebook, Instagram, email, jump into that you know what's the top news story? Mm-hmm. Where? For me, I have on my phone, because I'm still going to, you know, we innately all grab it. Right. You know, I have that message, that reminder message that is set on my phone that goes off every morning at 5.55. Okay. um, That says, what does your soul need today? Wow. So that's what I see when I first grab my phone. Mm -hmm. So it's that automatic check-in with myself that's really cool and what a smart thing to do Mm -hmm. because we're gonna grab it no matter what so you might as well have that little reminder because how we start our day sets the tone for our day that's so true so so if we start the day by connecting in with ourselves and listening to what our soul what our body needs you'll start to see that it does impact your day Mm -hmm. and sometimes it might just be something as simple as laying in bed for an extra five minutes that's really great advice if you could give us another piece of advice what would that be ignore the naysayers You're always going to have people that are going to not understand your dream, your vision, what it is that you're here on this earth to do, to create. And that's okay. 
not everyone has to be a part of your journey. Mm -hmm. And some of your biggest naysayers are going to be your family and, you know, the people that know you the best, you know, family, close friends, because they don't want to see you get hurt. They don't, you know, they, and they think that they know what's best for you. Mm -hmm. um, where when I was you know, moving, like quitting my job and moving, though I had mentioned as to how like I was giving my mom this heart attack. And she's like, I don't understand. Yeah. She's like, I don't understand. I'm like, mom, I'm not happy. Well, if you did this, you'd be, I'm like, mom, I'm not happy. happy. Yeah. I'm like, I don't, well, the way that I am living my re life right now doesn't resonate with me. I am not happy. I've always been a beach person. The beach is my happy place. I've always wanted to live at the beach. I am moving to the beach. Mm hmm Oh, so not listening to those naysayers. And sometimes that naysayer is also going to be yourself. Yeah, that is true. All right. Yeah, it's going to be your ego, the inner mean girl. The fears are going to kick in. And that's where you just have to remind yourself that I know what's best for me. Oh, and a simple return to sender mm -hmm. because that thought process is you know the infiltration of the other naysayers mm -hmm. you know those other naysayers are feeding your ego yeah oh so that's where a simple return to sender send those thoughts those vibes back to wherever you know, they came from yeah no, and if they are your own, you know, journal it out. What is it that you're afraid of? What is it that's you know, the worst case scenario that could possibly happen? I mean, I had you know, the place that I was going to move into fall through three weeks before I was supposed to move. Wow. What does any normal girl do? She turns to Craigslist, of course. <laughs> and I did, you know, I did the roommate thing for the first time since college. Mm -hmm. oh, I did that for a year. And was it something I wanted to do? No. Right. Was it where I was guided and what fit at that point, you know, within my budget of what I could spend monthly? Yep. Yep. And you know, my roommate and I, we became oh great friends. Like we're still friends to this day. Yeah, that's awesome. And you know, know. It, it, exactly. So you know, sometimes those the crazier, and this is gonna sound crazy as I say it, the crazier the idea is, the more aligned to you it is than you actually realize. Yeah, because you wouldn't come up with this crazy idea if it wasn't within your energy field. If it wasn't something you were meant to at least pursue. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Gosh, thank you so much. You're welcome. Really, really awesome. Michelle, how can people find you? 
Um, they can find me on social media. Uh, mm-hmm. My Instagram is magic, M-A-G-I-C-K, Shell. Okay. Um, my website is michelleaburk.com, Michelle with two L's. Uh, and that's oh, pretty much it. All right. And I'll make sure that goes in the show notes so people can find you. Michelle, this has been fabulous. It's been so nice talking to you. And thank you so much for being on the show. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. What did you take away from Michelle's story? Are you going to ignore your naysayers? I'm Thea Charles, and I hope you gained insight from the story. If you'd like to learn more about the Pusher Pivot podcast, visit us on the web at pusherpivot.com or on Instagram at pusherpivot. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe and join me next time on the Push or Pivot podcast.